Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody. It's podcasting show today. Uh, we've got Jack Blends here covering all the cricket news. The World Cup is over. Of course, we've got Chet Banks trying to motivate you in in a weird way. Uh, and Michael Ross, of course, putting his foot in his mouth. I love it. And we also get to like make fun of an old man who's taken on millennials. Yeah. But I think his family were just really mean to him. Yeah. And he thinks everybody should be that mean. He's one of them ones. He's like, pass it down. Pass <laughs> it down. Uh, before we go into that, we will go through the biggest headlines and make fun of them with Ben Hahafi. Politics. Crime. Sport. Finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> It's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Ross. We'll give you the headlines. Australian icon Paul Hogan has been snapped puffing on a cigarette despite his admissions of his poor health last week in an interview. He responded to the picture saying, that's not a cigarette, that's a cigarette, as he pointed to the other head. Okay. That's all I've got. It's been a long weekend. Uh, England has taken the crown of T20 World Cup champions after beating Pakistan by five wickets. It's not the first time England has come over to Australia and taken something the world was after. Us. Us. Like they wanted us. The world wanted us. And England. Oh, as in, okay, yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, finally, WA staple Mrs. Max Pies has officially been bought by a uh, mystery billionaire buyer. They say they will continue to grow the brand if Clive doesn't eat all the profits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> right. he's a little tubby. Uh, uh, <laughs> I love it. Pharrell <laughs> Lau on Triple M, Good Times, Greatest Hits. 6.15 on Triple M, Good Times, Greatest Hits. It's Mitchell and Michael. Mitch, uh, we live in the regions. We do. We don't live in the big smoke, as some of you may think, uh, but our families do. They live in Perth. Yeah. Uh, and an interesting thing happened this weekend that I only found out about last night. Oh, yeah? And that... Some of my family came to town. Really? And didn't even tell me. Well, like, uh, what type of family are we talking? We're talking mum, dad, we're talking, we're talking third cousin. We're talking my nana. Okay. We're talking my nana. So she doesn't even have much time left. And she's my- like, I don't want to spend it with you. <laughs> my, uh, my auntie and my two cousins. First cousins. Do you, First cousins. Do you like them? Like, will you see them at Christmas? Yeah. Okay. I'll see them at Christmas. And look, this is the thing, and I'm wondering if this played into it. I have first cousins mm-hmm. who are like 20 years younger than me. Yeah, like children. Yeah, they're like because my parents have siblings of a wild variety of ages. Well, we don't need to hear the days of our lives, you know, but we know that as, you know. <laughs> and so uh, we had like, there was a like a seven-year-old, yep. uh, a five-year-old, yep. uh, and, a, and an eight-year-old. But you're like, you're fine, catching with, up. fine with kids and you're used to like young cousins, you're the big was, Italian family. I've, they're like, I've always been a part of it. Yeah. But they've come down. And they, they haven't even told me they were coming. Okay. Uh, I don't believe my nana's even seen my house yet. Bought a house in, okay. in town and she hasn't even seen my house. You think that would be like a good time to catch up and see the house? Maybe your nana knows where you live. And she's like, I don't want to go that part of town. <laughs> 39 on Triple M. Good times. Greatest hits. It's Mitchell and Michael. And Michael Ross, we're talking cheating. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't it was not. I also found a song yeah. called Cheating. I don't know what it sounds like. No, no, he doesn't say the word. Say matter. the word. If the song is cheating. Uh, who's it by? Uh, John Newman. 
Oh, John Newman. <laughs> I thought I recognised that voice. Well, Michael Ross, did you know, uh, how to stab in the dark at what, uh, what state uh, is the most cheating place? WA. Nope, Queensland. Okay, it's, yeah. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I was gonna th- I was gonna say bear with it. I was gonna say WA because of FIFO. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Look, there has been a, a list released of the top twenty cities uh, in all of Australia that are the most uh, caught for cheating. Caught. Uh, it's true. Hey. We don't have the stats of those who aren't caught. Yeah, exactly. If the two families don't try to find each other, mm. you know, <laughs> you're fine. Now do you want to have a guess at what? There's only one WA place in all of the top 20. Uh, and really? do you want to see where they are on the list? I have been told that Headland has lots of swingers. so That's not cheating. But that's the thing. That's n- like, that's not, but maybe then, nearby, Karatha, there are people going to join the swingers. You know, and then oh. there's, and there's cheating Karatha. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Karatha. And where on the list do you reckon they'd be? I'm going to say that they are coming in uh, at number nine. No. Not on the list. Not in the top 20. Karatha didn't make it. No, number 20 is Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, you think Adelaide 18, Brisbane 16. But coming in at number 11, the only WA place on the list of the top 20 cheatingest towns in all of Australia Bunbury. Bud Vegas. Mm. So Perth didn't make it. Other capital cities made the top 20. Yeah. Look, we're looking but at... Bunbury made it. The top five. Cairns, Rockhampton, Albury in New South Wales, where you can you can see Albury. It's bloody on the border. It doesn't know what it wants to do. You know? <laughs> it's already in two yeah. yeah. Uh Number two, Canberra, the old pollies. Yep. That makes a lot, a lot of sense. Of a lot of sense. And number one, Mackay. In yeah, what, we, what do we know about yeah. Mackay? That is pretty damn loose. They used to have a radio uh, competition where it was like, Kidney Misses Cook a Steak, and they had a listener party at a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been inspired by our czar of social media. We have him on every week to explain the big wide world of TikTok. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's for the younger generation, the millennials, or so we thought. As it uh, looks like the older generation have jumped on board. They've gotten hold of it. Oh, really? And what do they do when they get social media? They ruin it. They ruin it. They complain, okay? What do they do? Uh, so a man who goes by the name of Berkey, Berkey on TikTok, oh, follow yeah. him now, uh, has given his scathing report on uh, millennials who still live at home. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's, he's taken the, he's put them in the crosshairs, yep. and he says it's a joke okay. that people in their 20s are still living at home, and it was unheard of when he was younger. Unheard yep. of. Have a little bit of a listen. How about these expectant little brats that live at home with mummy and daddy, you know, still when they're in their mid-20s and beyond? What a joke. As far as I'm concerned, that's a joke. Me and my brothers, I've got a lot of brothers and sisters, 10 plus, okay? Oh. Could not wait to get out of the house. Could not wait to move out. Yeah, because yeah, you got ten siblings. Yeah, and because your dad probably bloody used corporal punishment. <laughs> like I'd want to get out of anywhere. <laughs> We're outnumbered eleven to one. Yeah, why did you? 
You know what? Why? That's why you wanted to get out. You didn't have a TV. <laughs> you were you all living in like triple bunk beds in the one room, Berkey? Doesn't make any sense. Your house would have been a shoebox. I don't want to go any further on him, but I can only imagine that his wife can't get can't wait to get out of his house too. <laughs> he, he says it gets even. He says it gets even worse. Yeah. He says because he left school when he was fourteen to get a job. Yeah. And but he couldn't move out of home yet. Okay. But what did his parents do? They charged him board. Oh. And I was paying $50 a week board. My first weekly paycheck, I remember it distinctively, was 66 bucks. $66. And my dad took 50 bucks of that off me for board. And my brothers and sisters. Yeah, well, your dad sounds like a jerk. <laughs> and You're of just course, jealous, mate. And of course he had 10 kids. He was making 500 bucks a week. That's, <laughs> a, full, that's a full-time job. He conned you. First, I just want to talk about a man that lives in an airport. What, like Tom Hanks? No, like literally like the guy that inspired the movie The Terminal uh, with Tom Hanks in it, which was a man that rocked up at an airport and didn't have the right papers to leave or go, so he lived there for a bit. I think I've summed that movie up pretty well. Uh, He's died. Uh, 18 years he was living in that airport for. He had a heart attack. Valet. (laughs) What? He... He died there. Yep. They just let him live at the air. So after the film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we went, that was a nice film. And then we went back to our lives. He stayed there. Did they just, like, was it just at that point they go, you're just part of the furniture, mate? Pretty much. You can live here. I think after a while he did get, like, sort of forms to leave. Uh, and like the country he was in, where the airport was, said like, "Hey, you can you can live you can live here now," yep. type thing. Um, and they were actually worried because it was like it was like years. They were concerned that he wouldn't adjust to life outside. Like <laughs> he became he's been, institutionalized yeah, by the airport. Do you reckon that after eighteen years, like we all found out, like he wasn't actually <laughs> this is such a crap joke. I'm ready. <laughs> that he wasn't. That he wasn't actually like stuck in the airport. He was just waiting for his Jetstar flight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like stand up on a Wednesday night. Slam <laughs> Mitchell and Michael, and joining us as he loves to on a Monday for a bit of a sports wrap. It's our favourite sports reporter, the one and only Jacob Landsmeyer. G'day, mate. Hello, Jen. Yeah, nice to be chatting to you on a uh, on a Monday morning. Another big weekend of sport. Oh, more like a big weekend of cricket. Did you see anything else well, that wasn't cricket? Uh, do you want the truth? Or do you want <laughs> the answer. Nah, we, uh, mainly we, cricket. Mainly yeah, cricket. Yeah, I was going to say we want your uh, we want your cricket analysis. First of all, World Cup finally over. Obviously, it was over ages ago for Australia, but uh, for the rest of the cricket world. Well, it was, a, it was a terrific final. I think we're all hoping for India and Pakistan from a neutral point of view because the, the atmosphere would have been unbelievable. It was still a great atmosphere for, for England and Pakistan, and, and England were clearly the best team, I think, in the tournament. The longer it went on, they thrashed India in the semi-final. They were way, way too good for Pakistan. So uh, they are the World T20 champions. They hold both of the World Cup one-day titles, the 50-over and the 20-over tournament. So... Ben Stokes, player of the match, a good game of cricket, but um, yeah, England too good at the end of it. Do you think that Pakistan uh, not being able to get a full spell out of Afridi, do you think that was the real turning point? It sort of like sucked all the energy out when he went off. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, uh, Michael. That was clearly the moment, I think, where the game slipped away. There was um, a moment where he came back on, he bowled one ball, he, he couldn't complete the over, and then 
Stokes really put the foot down and and, um, and hit a couple of boundaries. So that was the turning point. The Freedy Bowls four overs. Pakistan might win the game. Do you reckon this puts Ben Stokes now like at the top? You know how he's a bit of a bad boy, had to do a bit of a comeback. Do you reckon this is he's well and truly away from all of that now? Oh, that seems an awful long time ago now, doesn't it? He's just won tournaments for England um, consistently. He's won Ashes Test matches for England. He's he's a match winner. He's everything you want in a cricketer and more. Yes, he's had his off-field indiscretions. That sort of adds to the intrigue of a sports person, doesn't it? We think of the late, great Shane Warne and, you know, whether, we, whether he liked it or not, it certainly added to his profile, some of his off-field indiscretions and stories with the tabloids. So, yeah, Ben Stokes is a match winner. He's a must-watch cricketer. He's a box office cricketer. And we saw that again in this World Cup. I was going to say, we've got, speaking of box office, we've got the opposite. Sheffield Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Mitchell. I, won't, I will not have you bag our beloved Sheffield Shield. Uh, it's, 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 it's for the purists. For all those who love the, the short format, big hitting, boundaries, loud music, there are those who like to sit in silence at the Shield over the weekend. WA are on their way to a win, lads. It mightn't take long today. They need four wickets. South Australia collapsed last night to the pace of Lance Morris. He's um, he's from the southwest. He's one you might want to keep an eye on because I know you guys are, are down that way. But he looks like a very uh, very bright prospect uh, in WA cricket and in Australian cricket. Bowls with good speed and caused South Australia all sorts of problems last night. Is Cam Green our like our go to West Aussie breaking into the international squad for Test cricket? Because it seems like they're a little bit slowing in bringing in that new that next generation. Oh, I think there's a hesitancy too. I think they'd probably feel like there's a lot of time for those guys to have their success. Green's established now in the Australian test side. He'll make his way into the white ball set up a little bit more prominently, I think, over the coming years. But yeah, it's an interesting conversation. I think there's a few young guys who are starting to press their claims, but I guess the impetuous, uh, impetuousness of youth, you want, to, uh, you want to see them straight away. But um, they'll bide their time and get their opportunity, no doubt. Well, great job, mate. Uh, much like a cricketer, you work for five days uh, and then uh, about eight hours a day. You know, it's, it's a hard slog. It's all about endurance, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Uh, that's a very good analysis, I reckon. A very good analogy. Thanks, boys. Have a good week. We're talking water. Let's move forward now. Oh, that's the wrong part of the song. Yeah, it's Deeper Water by Paul Kelly. My grass, we're talking water. And who has the best tasting tap water in Australia? Now, each state, now you've got New South Wales and ACT, they count as one. Uh, Queensland, South Australia, Tasmania, West Australia, Victoria. And they each sent a representative to the National Water Awards. That's not what it was called. It's the Primex Battleground for 2022 Best Tasting Tap Water title. The winner has been yeah. announced. Uh, who do you think our state representative was? Um, town. Oh, the town that, that we put up for best water. What do you think I meant? Like Greg from Sales? I so you meant maybe one of the politicians, like whoever's in charge of like... Oh, like we sent like... Alana um, McTiernan. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, because she likes a drink of water. <laughs> no, of water. We've, no, we've seen her. <laughs> now, uh, the town we would have put forward, I'm thinking somewhere kind of newish, nice pipes. I want to say, uh, have you heard of Treebee? Uh, yes, but yeah. no. No? Okay. Oh, you, okay. Let's just make this official. <laughs> that was incorrect. Yes. The WA representative was Wyndham. Wyndham? Water Treat Plant Water Corporation. That was a drop of water from Wyndham that you would be hearing. Uh, yeah, Wyndham. They got the best. Yeah. So if you're listening in Wyndham, Wyndham Water Treatment Plant, you have the best 
water from WA. Now, you went up against Murray Bridge in South Australia, went up against uh, Fern Tree in Tasmania, uh, Mackay in Queensland, which yeah. also they cheat on their partners a lot, if you listened to the show earlier. Very hydrated. Yep. Shoalhaven uh, <laughs> in New South Wales and ACT, uh, and Melbourne Water in Victoria. Would you like the official winner? Hang on, I'll get you a drum roll, okay. because this is important. So I just can't believe that Wyndham, uh, no offence on Wyndham, but I just like, hats off to you for getting so far. Let's give you a drum roll now. The best tasting tap water in Australia is Melbourne water. Oh, I don't want to applaud that, no, actually. No. Thoughts? Good job. Like, kind of as, as you should, you've got the most people, don't you? Mm. You've got the most people, so your water has to be good. You know, Wyndham, like, that's not a very large place, but they've got the best. We're all missing out, mm. you know. They've got a small team to make the best water, and they've done it. To us, you are the real winners. I do believe as well that Wyndham found, like, a brand new uh, type of, like, algae previously undiscovered was found at their treatment facility. Whoa. Save that stuff for prime time. This is, like, (laughs) cutting-edge water treatment. Feeling a little flat after the weekend? Dreading the work week ahead? Well then, it's time to get energised. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Tony Robbins Motivation Station, the one, the only, Shet Thanks. Boys, 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 great to be back on another Monday. I tell you what, people really loved the motivation from last week. That's setting the bar low to achieve success. Yeah. What if today, Mitch... We set the bar really high. Do you like a challenge? I do, I do. Mm. Do you like people actually saying no and you go, I won't take no for an answer? Yeah. It can be super motivating to be demotivating. Okay. So, you know the drill. You let me know if this has got you fired up. But I am today, think of me as uh, your manager who's just like getting in the way. Success is just... Failure waiting to happen. That's all it is. I mean... Can't succeed forever, mate. You're going to fail. Going to fail sometime. Ooh. Ooh, that's some nice success you've got there. But don't you feel like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure it's true, I like, keep succeeding. Yeah, because if you don't quit, you will eventually fail. You're going to so, fail? Yeah. Yeah, he likes it. Likes I, it. I don't like it. Trying new things is just trying new disappointment. Ooh, I've never had... I've never had shrimp before. I better have some. What if you hate it? But what if you love it? What if you hate it? Yeah, it's but just like, new disappointment. If, you can't you love, love everything. It? We know that you can't succeed forever. You won't be able to love everything either. So why are you trying <sighs> new things? I know, but, but see, I you're do... fighting back because you know it's motivating you. No, it's, it's firing right. you up because of yeah. the possibilities. Yeah, like what if you know you didn't like a prawn? You had a prawn. You, yeah. like, I mean, your mum's like, you don't like it. If you don't try it, you have it. You're like, oh my God, I love this. So it's got you fired up. It's got yeah. that pushback. It's all about the pushback. Okay. Finally. Okay. Your boss will never remember your good work. He'll always remember your bad work. Sounds like you're a bad boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it, it, like you will remember when someone has stuffed up. Well, you don't, you don't, you don't remember the driver who drove perfectly next to you. But if he nearly hit you, oh, you'll never forget him. That is true. I do remember that time you let that backers guy go to air and it cost us eighty grand. You'll never forget it. I will never. Now, news team, everything is you know up to the minute. 
incredibly varied news as well. Mm. You know, covering all the big stories and your local stories. We're not getting obsessed like a certain someone. We pay homage to him every day at the start of the show. Ben Harvey. Yep. The West Australian's like chief reporter. Great reporter. But he seems a little bit obsessed when it comes to bikies. Yeah. Because now the West Australian have launched like the bikey code. Part one, birth of the gypsy jokers. They're now doing documentaries uh. on bikies. And he's always covering the bikies in up late with Ben yeah. And there's there's bikies in the news like every day in the West Australian. It's more like the Vest Australian. Oh, because <laughs> I see because they the, wear because they wear <laughs> they like to wear leather vests because they're bikies. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael. Now, many people are worried about foot and mouth. I'm worried about foot in mouth. You know me, Mitch. I sometimes say the wrong thing all the time. A friend of ours at uni said the wrong thing to him once, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he basically, I'll sum it up. He was like, oh, uh, something, something, if I was really sick. And you were like, yeah, but that's bad because you aren't actually really sick. And he's like, no, I actually am really sick. He had cancer. Yep. Uh, and look, these things happen. These And maybe it's just me. Yeah, it could like, be. Uh, it's a problem maybe that I have that I'm just not sort of on the same wavelength as everybody else. A mate of mine has been living in New Zealand. Yep. And uh, we were just sort of messaging and because uh, I'm always curious what he's up to. Yep. And I saw that he was like at an airport. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, where's he jetting off to next? Because yeah. I love traveling. And he's like, oh, coming back to WA. Okay. And I was like, oh, amazing. Oh, that's sweet. Like, uh, and I was yeah. like, oh, are you going to come? Are you going to come like our way? Are you going to? And he was like, no. And I double checked the message and he said, we have to come back to WA. Yeah. And I was like, and so I said to him, I was like, so, so then why are you coming back? And he's like, my, my, my grandma has just died. Oh. He's like, I have to go to the funeral. Yeah. And I just, I, and I like, and I, there were clues to that, that I was, and I was just like, well, oh, my mate's coming back. Is he coming the, down here, mate? You got to come see it. He's like, no. He's like, I'm be with, he said, we have to come back. Nah. On socials, there were, <laughs> so if I paid more attention yeah. to his life, I would have just seen that, seen oh, okay. the explanation. Yeah. I, I was not picking up on that. He obviously assumed that we were better friends and I was checking his socials, yeah, but I'm just there in the chat, excited he's coming over, and he, he's not coming to see us. He's here for a sad reason. No, that's fine, because remember there was that time that I told you I was like really close with that guy, uh, this mate, and uh, his dad died, and I, he didn't tell me about the funeral. And I was like, oh, mate, like, why didn't you tell me about the funeral? And he's like, I don't know. I was busy. My dad died. Fair point, fair point, fair point. one 800 When'd you put your foot in it? Mitch. You know me, I'm often sort of missing the signals and then saying the wrong thing, putting the old foot in the mouth. I wasn't aware of my mate's situation. No. He's coming back from New Zealand. Yep. And uh, I thought he was just coming for like a good time and we're going to hang out again and stuff. But I should have paid more attention to his statement that he said, we have to come back yeah. to WA. But that could have been anything. But then it would have been with concern. Why do you have to come back, mate? But instead I've just gone... Oh, what are you going to do while you're here? And he's like, go to my grandma's funeral. Oh. 
1-800-011-666. We want to know when you've put your foot in your mouth. we got Scott from Newman online. Scott, have you, have you done the old foot and mouth? Yeah, I think about it most mornings, even though it was a couple of years ago. Um, I, I used to work at, a, at an alcohol shop and a lady came in and she was buying beers for her husband because obviously she wasn't drinking because yeah. she was like seven or eight months pregnant. Yeah. Okay. And um, so we became, you know, we just got to talking and she was telling me about how excited she was for the baby. And then she came in about a month later <laughs> and um, she was obviously buying drinks for herself this time. She wasn't buying beers for her husband, but I still stupidly went up to her and said like, oh, the, the due date must be getting really close. Are you excited? And um, yeah, she looked at me very shocked. It turned out that she had the baby about three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, she much, was still that's much like, better than I thought it was going, mate. I was, yeah, really look, this is, oh, this geez, is Scott, much, that was risky. <laughs> that was uh, it was quite a journey, and I'm glad it went that way. She was, she was still huge. I just thought that I was like making up a nice, <laughs> but I was just saying you have a nice conversation. Ross, I want people to start sending in their, like, just quotes. Like, missaid quotes would be great. Mitchell and Michael show on uh, your favorite social devices. Because my mum always stuffs up quotes. So she was trying to give us, like, sort of, like, inspiration, uh, as Chet Thanks does on a Monday. She must but, listen every Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was doing it on a Sunday. Uh, and uh, she was trying to say, like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Mum's just going, like, That's hey. That's the easiest saying. Guys, it is... What it is. Like, what is that? Like, three words out of five? Like, yeah. Like, it, she's... Look, she should have it. And she just goes, whatever is, is. <laughs> whatever goes, is. Whatever is, is. She's just trying to really and I was like, speed huh? that up. She's like, whatever is, is. Because, <laughs> like... Three. She cut down on two words. Whatever is, is. I mean, she's not wrong. I don't think... Like, is that saying it wrong? Saying it better, maybe. Yeah. Whatever is, is. Whatever is, is. It is what it is, too wordy. Yeah, it is what it is. And you're like, oh, okay, what is it, though? Where she's like, whatever, what it is. It, whatever is. What is. is. It, she's profound. Whatever is, is. She's so wise, your mum. She is, whatever is, is. And she's still so young. I know. So young, so wise. If you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your mates.